You're now listening to Sound Talent Media. Check out more shows at SoundTalentMedia.com. Welcome to another episode of Honest AF Show. I'm Daniela Clark. And I'm Barbara Ann Wild. And we are so disgustingly excited for mm. our guests for today because, okay, so I've been trying to do this for a while. Yes, I've you have. I've been trying to get these two over here for a while. I mean, it's like no big deal. We just have like a big, really big rock icon, like otherwise known as the voice of rock. Um, <laughs> not a big deal in our studio. <laughs> We have Glenn Hughes good and to see you his, both. Yes, yes, welcome. So good to see you, Glenn. Oh my God, Pleasure. I love you. <laughs> I love Glenn so much. And we also have with Glenn his better half. True. <laughs> right? Yeah. You always say that. Glenn's wickedly funny and beautiful and smart. Gabby Hughes, Miss Hughes. Hello, Gabby. I'll come back again if that's how you're going to describe me. <laughs> <laughs> anytime, Gabby. Yes, anytime. I've been away too long. I've missed yeah. the compliments. <laughs> and anyone that knows Daniela knows that she is honest AF. So she's, yeah. Uh, yeah. she's saying what she means. Yeah, if I don't like you, I don't say a word. I just, <laughs> like, oh, well, you might say a word, but not on mic. Yeah, yeah, maybe not on mic. Yeah, just off mic. Damn, that person sucks. <laughs> Um, but anyway, I'm so excited that you guys came out here and you guys live so far. So thank you so much for making Our the pleasure. track and, Our pleasure. and visiting us. It's so funny because obviously Glenn was the bass player and singer in Deep Purple. Mm -hmm. And when I first met you guys, you know, I've he obviously heard of Deep Purple, sure. but I'd never really known too much about the band. I was more like into like funk and all that stuff back Me in my too. day. <laughs> <laughs> But I first met you guys on the Kings of Chaos yes. tour, oh, right. which is, mm -hmm. um, as yeah. we all know here, but maybe our listeners know, don't know, um, Kings of Chaos is like a, a super group that Matt Sorum put together mm -hmm. from Guns N' Roses, who plays with my husband, Gilby Clark. And or the cult, because he's originally from the cult. The cult, which, yes. yes. Uh, you know, I have a funny story about Matt, Matt Sorum and the previous band he was in that I've actually never even told. But I met Matt Sorum years ago, way before he was even in the cult. He was in a band. I don't know, Glenn, if you remember this band, uh, Jeff Paris. I don't, I don't. So he was in a band called Jeff Paris, and I was the video vixen. Stop it. <laughs> I got cast to be in the video as like, you know, the dancing girl. Sure. And Matt was the drummer in that band. And I think I was like 17. So that's, that's when very I cute. originally I met Matt. Yeah. So just a quick little short side note. So Kings of Chaos was a, is a super group that Matt puts together. And it's usually Matt and Gilby and Steve Stevens from Billy Idol's band, another amazing guitar player. And he has like different rotating singers and different uh, rotating band members like Gene Simmons has been um, mm -hmm. on it. Uh, Joe Elliott from Def yeah. Leppard has been on it. Steven Tyler Miles, from Aerosmith. Miles, Miles Kennedy. Right. Also Glenn Hughes. And of course, Robin Zander. And Billy Gibbons. I mean, the list just God, goes on and so on. so many of us. Yeah. Yeah. The list goes it's on amazing, and on. amazing, right? Yeah. And just amazing, amazing talent. Uh, and anybody that's ever lucky enough to catch that show, um, it, it's just an incredible feast for the ears and the eyes and everything. It's just an, it's an amazing privilege to be in a room with such greatness. And for uh, us, it's like a high school reunion. So right. <laughs> it's like, you know, it it's, it's really totally. great. It's a lot of fun. A yeah. lot of fun. So the first time I ever heard Glenn sing was in Kings of Chaos. And he started singing and I turned around and I looked at Gilby and I was like, 
What? I know. Fuck? <laughs> what the hell? I mean, I've never heard vocals like that before in my life. Holy shit. And Gilby goes, oh, yeah, he's known as the voice of Rocky. <laughs> you know, it's so funny. I had the same reaction when you guys did that award show. You did an acoustic oh, set. Oh, California Breed. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Oh, my God. I said to Zach, I, and he goes, Barb, you know Glenn. You met him over the years. You know Deep Purple. I go, I can't believe that's the same. I mean, because Deep Purple is such a different thing than when you sing to acoustic, you know, an acoustic set. Yeah. It's, I was awestruck. I think Thank there's you, something Bob. when you, you see Glenn live that also completely translates differently, right? Yeah. When you're, 100%. Because it's always a surprise what he's going to do. You think you know what's going to happen, but then. I don't know. For me, that's experience. You just know the one thing you know for sure is he's going to blow it out of the it's fucking car. It's going to deliver, yeah. okay? <laughs> yeah. And basically, no one wants to follow him. Yeah, and that's no, how no. it works. My yeah. influences as a, as a kid were more Detroit than Liverpool. Um, Interesting. When you mix the Beatles' influence with Americana soul rock music, it, it's the key to my liberation as a kid. Mm. You know, musically. The generation before me grew up listening to kind of Kiss stuff, you know? Right. And um, well, mine was a 60s thing, so... What was, what was like the first record that you just... Oh, Beatles all the way. Yeah. When I was 12 years old. Yeah, yeah. Know? I was a trombone pl- I was named after Glenn Miller, playing the trombone as wow. Glenn Miller did. And then when I, I came home from school one day at five o'clock, and I saw in black and white TV the Beatles singing She Loves You on TV, and I said, Mom, is it... Possible I could play one of those wooden instruments. <laughs> you know? Oh, that's From amazing. From trombone to guitar was a little, one was a sexy instrument and one wasn't, so. When did you realize you had this voice? Cause I you- didn't know, Barbara. Uh, I was in my late teens before. I was always um, a, a second singer for a number of years, even in my first band, Trapeze, which went into some sort of fame. Even as a second singer in Deep Purple, I was, they, they, the management figured it, maybe we should, Pushed Glenn out front, and they pushed me out front, going, "Well, I'll, I'll give it a, I'll give it a go." Right. <laughs> and the next thing I'm on tour, I'm on tour in America, and I'm playing American venues. I'm giving it a go, and huh. then all of a sudden, I had some sort of success early in my right. late teens. It's still going. Am I doing okay? <laughs> and, and the next thing, I woke up in Deep Purple. Did Amazing. your parents encourage you when you said you wanted a guitar? They did. My father. Yeah. For sure. So they saw it in you. My father was a crooner back in the, oh. 50, in the 40s and 50s. And wow. he loved Frank Sinatra. I've got a story about Frank Sinatra. Oh, I want to oh, hear we it. Get, we have to hear oh, that. <laughs> well, you know, my father was a Frank Sinatra groupie, if you will. Ah, and who when, isn't? I, when yeah. I had, um, this is a great story. The Roger best Wesson. man at my wedding was Frank Sinatra's valet. Really? That's so great. Michael Castellano. If you want to Google Castellano in New York, you'll figure out what he is. And um, I was very lucky that Michael was my best friend in the early 70s. And he introduced my dad to Frank Sinatra. Wow. That's so great. So was like Frank at your like dinner parties? Did he hang out at family gatherings? (laughs) No, it wasn't that close. But Frank gave my dad a shirt. Uh-huh. A necktie and invited my father and mother to a, a Frank Sinatra show here at, in L.A. Did they keep that? Do you have it now? Oh, my god! I goodness. do not. Oh. And it's gone. Oh. Sadness. It's gone. They sold um, it to put in a new driveway. Oh. Okay. 
Okay, well. well there she, there, <laughs> you got to do I what you got to do, right? You know. I, when I found that out, I was like, are you okay, dang me? It's amazing when you think about it. Like, I'm one of seven children, and my mother kept nothing. I got a letter from the president from Nixon back in the day because I wrote, this is totally going off, off subject, but I wrote a letter because I was seven years old watching him be impeached. And I said to my grandfather, Pop up, what did he do so bad? And he said, yeah, he did any, nothing different than they all do. He just was stupid enough to get caught. <laughs> and so I wrote him like a letter. Italian. <laughs> I wrote him a letter at like seven years old. You know, I feel so bad. Yeah. I think you had good intentions. You were a good man, blah, blah, blah. I got a sealed letter back from the White House with the with the stamp. He signed it and said, aren't you lovely? Thank you so much for the encouragement, yada, yada, yada. My mother didn't save the letter. I'm well, like, what is... Yeah. What? And you know what's sad about that? That's the only letter he got. That's why he could write that back. And <laughs> him like that. You're probably That's right. That's the only nice letter he got. <laughs> and so he went out of his way to do that. When it's I learned framed somewhere yeah. in like the archives. That's I was right. mortified when I got older and realized who I wrote a letter to. But right. regardless, it would have been great to have it. But to not have that, oh my mm. goodness. That's funny, Glenn. Yeah, it was amazing. <laughs> it's, <laughs> it's funny because... Um, uh, Gilby, you know, as you know, has played with uh, Nancy Sinatra, Frank's yes, daughter. Yes. So he's played with her for several years off and on. And uh, she was in here in the studio one time with him. And she had on this uh, this necklace and uh, this, with the ring around it. And I was sure. like, oh, wow, let me see that ring. What you got going on over there, Miss Nancy Sinatra? And she was like, oh, you like this ring, honey? And I was like, yeah, it's gorgeous. She goes, oh, Elvis gave it to me. I'm like, hmm. oh, my. <laughs> well, there you go. Oh my. <laughs> At least she still has it. Yeah, yeah. She, she does still have it. Mm -hmm. So just incredible stuff. But I mean, so going back to um, my my love story with you guys, um, it, it, just hearing you do um, Thank you. Highway Star, mm. oh, for heaven's sakes, that is just like ingrained in my memory forever. Just incredible. You're just such an incredible singer. I'm so lucky to have been chosen to sing. Oh, it's so mm, good. Really. We're all lucky. I love that you think of it that way. <laughs> Completely humbled to this very day of that I was given that gift all those years ago when I really didn't realize the gift had been given to me. And I was going, is it okay? Like, oh, really, I mean, what really if he had gone was, into accounting or something? I was really That'd be horrible. And, we wouldn't know. You'd be married to an accountant. No, it, yeah. it, it's now oh. obviously people know that I'm that guy and be given that name, if you will, which I, I'm baffled by. Uh, <laughs> the it, voice it, of rock. It, it is, it, my God-given thing is to remain humbled mm -hmm. and and keep learning and right. striving to to keep if i'm not learning i'm dying yeah and i'm still learning i will always be educational and teachable to sing and be a better human being that's nice now do we all should take a little yeah. lesson from you for mm -hmm. that you played with deep purple mm -hmm. and recently well, you were going out solo for a long time a, a and long time. doing your own solo stuff with i got solo in 91 and then I found my solo career it started in '93. Mm -hmm. You know, I, I had to be completely on the on the path again to tour. As you can't you can't tour. Well, you can try yeah, right now, yeah. Uh, but it's not successful. It wasn't successful for me to to give that a go. Right, but your solo tour recently like did really really well. But I'd been doing the, the classic Deep Purple stuff, right. which was really successful. Yeah, yeah. I, you know. And then you just joined the Dead Daisies. Yes, Gil. 
Uh, no, with Doug, Doug, Doug Aldridge. Doug, yeah. Yeah, who I we know, all know. Doug and Gilby are now friends, which yeah. is great. Yeah, yeah. So how's, how's, how did that happen? And wh- what was the decision on that to join uh, a, man to, a band again? Right? Uh, Gil, uh, Doug. Doug, Doug, Doug <laughs> I love them both, you know. So, yeah. Uh, I miss you, Gilby. You know, they ride bikes <laughs> together. They, they I know. Yeah, I know. We saw, uh, Doug was talking about it when he was at our house a couple of weeks ago. Yeah, they ride together like yeah, almost every weekend. What's really funny is we were out to dinner and everyone said, oh, because it was Doug's anniversary. I'm probably getting him in trouble saying this, but we said, what are you doing for your anniversary tomorrow? And he goes, oh, oh I know. I'm going, I'm going riding with uh, yes. Gilby. And his wife was like, and I went, uh, you might be changing those plans. No, he didn't change them. By oh, the way, he didn't. He went. Oh, uh-uh, he great. didn't change them. He went. We, it, was the, it was the day that we all went. We rode the motorcycles, I think, to go see the poppies. Yeah. And he yeah, was yeah. saying to me, oh, today's my, mine and my wife's wedding anniversary. And I'm like, and you're on a yeah, bike, right? And you're on a bike. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, these bikers. They Maybe it was a gift you. to get rid of him because he's been home since the I'll whole pandemic. On yeah, our that's first a good day. way to look at it, Barb, actually. You know what he did on our first anniversary? What did, what did Glenn do? Glenn could do no wrong. He, he, right. <laughs> it, on our first anniversary, he went to dinner with Chad Smith and then gave me a brown paper bag that had a purple dildo in it. What? Well, it is the paper <laughs> anniversary, so. What? Yeah. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god that's hilarious he's like so keep yourself occupied while Sorry, I'm yeah, gone I've got to go you. meet my buddy I'll, I'll, be I'll be back later keep yourself busy I'll be back later yeah. that's great to answer your question Doug was in my Doug went on tour with me at the end of 2000 we did a, a South American run and then we did uh-huh. a European run did a Far East run uh, for four months mm-hmm. I needed a guitar player and Doug was an old friend from the D.O. period. And right. I asked Doug, I just love Doug dearly. And he came in and we formed a relationship as a musical entity as well as being friends. And then shortly afterwards, Doug joined the Dead Daisies. And mm. I continued to carry on with my own career. I had an album called Resonate, which did pretty well. Mm-hmm. And then um, about a year and a half ago, I got a call from the Dead Daisies manager asking me if I'd like to take a meeting with David Lowy, the guitar player, mm-hmm. in L.A. And we met and we talked about if I would like to join forces with them. I wrote some music for them. And in the summer of 2019, we recorded some demos at Sunset Sound in Hollywood and it went rather well. Mm. And here I am now back with Zog in the Dead Daisies. Oh, that's cool. Oh, that's amazing. And you you know, you guys are like six degrees of separation yeah. because you sang for Black Sabbath too, right? I, I did yeah. for a short period. Yeah. 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 Wow. So do you have like a favorite gig or gig with anyone or Yeah, and, and any like favorite what's like been your favorite time in music? Trapeze. Trapeze. Zach will know about that. Yeah, it used to sure. Be Zach's time, but I think he'll know. Uh, simply because it was uh, I was nine, eighteen, nineteen, uh, playing all over the world, having my first go in America in nineteen seventy. Before the big time fame, it was uh-huh. I was you know playing as a teenager in my first love, mm-hmm. writing my first songs. That's cool. In my first band, I know you know what I'm talking yeah, about. Yeah, right. absolutely. Do, and you do too, Frankie. Just the jeans, maybe no t, you know, just no shoes, just a t-shirt. Oh my God, your '70s throwbacks of you, of you and your picture. Yeah. Oh my God, the outfits yeah. and the hair. And mm. uh, I was switching from play, playing bass to guitar, mm-hmm. playing back, singing background vocals, and all of a sudden, people taking notice of me in in Long Island, playing to five people. Mm-hmm. In 1971, mm-hmm. and having people going, well, we've never heard this before, but who are these guys? 
I never forget my roots. Mm-hmm. Never forget all That's the hardships, great. the struggle. The, it makes you who you are, right? It's everything to me. Yeah. I've never forgotten who I am and who I was and who I am today. It's so interesting to me. And I, I like to ask that of musicians because if you ask Gilby, you know, like Gilby's played with, you know, Guns N' Roses famously, and then Nancy Sinatra and Hart, he went and did the Hart tour. And then he played with the MC5. He's played with so many different people. And of course, he had his bands, Kill for Thrills and Candy and all that when he was younger. Whenever I ask him, you know, who was your favorite? What was your favorite time in playing? You would think he'd say Guns N' Roses or something like that. But for him, the MC5, he loves playing with the MC5 because he says it challenges yes. him the most. Yeah. Mm, interesting. Yeah. Yeah. He said musically, it's the most challenging. So he I really enjoys that. I just get I get it completely. Yeah. Barb and I, the reason why we have this podcast is because we're both, you know, obviously married to guitar players. We both have kids. You've been married for 155 years. <laughs> and we talk a lot about what it's like to be married to musicians mm. and what that's like for us. And we, so we talk a lot to musicians' wives. Like we've had Courtney Sixon, who's married to Nikki Six. We've had uh, um, Mike, Durant, uh, Mike, Mike Durant's Durant. wife. Um, yeah, Brittany Cade. Brittany. And yeah. I mean, we've we've had uh, a lot of people, one of our friends. We just had Chloe Trio on. Yeah. Um, yeah, we've had yeah. Sharon Osborne's been on. Yep. Um, yeah. So talk a little bit about how you guys met because what my favorite thing is you guys as a couple. Oh, yeah. <laughs> you guys are like a package deal and nothing mm. makes me happier than running into you at Neiman Marcus at the lunch counter. Yeah. <laughs> oh, it's been a minute, right? Always. Yeah. Oh, yeah, it's been a while, but yeah. We're like an old episode of the Osborne's only with like a much smaller house and a handheld camera. You know what I mean? <laughs> but, but you have the, the dogs. All the cussing. <laughs> animals are there (laughs) well we met on a blind date actually a drummer that glenn had met years ago gary ferguson who worked with him on the hughes thrall record also knew me because at the time i was working at a company that produced music for tv commercials so one day this drummer who i'd known for like a long time probably five or six years or more said to me who are you dating and i said no one and he said, you know, I know a guy I could set you up with, um, you know, he's funny and <laughs> he's a singer and he, he's in this band, Deep Purple. I go, don't tell me anything because I don't want to judge him. Like, just don't tell me anything. Mm-hmm. Just do the deal. Set it up. Because I figured I'm friends with Ferg. Maybe we'll all just be friends. I wasn't thinking anything was going to happen. It was just going right. to be a fun thing to do. So he set up the date and... We met, he picked me up at my house, and here's the thing, I had just flown in from this trip I'd done from New York. So neither of you had seen each other. No, now, how I, long ago was well, this? This is in nine, this is twenty one years ago. So and, no iPhones, you couldn't go on Instagram and check right. out what the person looked like. <laughs> right. I mean, I <laughs> I'm just setting could've. up the scenario. Yeah, the scenario is and also I didn't really give a shit. Right. He did because he grilled Ferg. How tall is she? What does she look like? <laughs> he, he described me as pointy. <laughs> And, uh, and, and, but wait, wait, it's coming. So he picks me up. I don't let him into my home because my clothes were all over the floor. I just came back from a trip. I'd been drinking for like a week and I had been Gorgeous. taking people to dinner in New York on a business trip. So when we arrive at a restaurant, which, um, doesn't exist anymore, but was one of my favorite, it was 24 Market Street or 42 Market Street in Venice. I said, oh, my God, can we just sit at the bar? I need to sit at a bar. I've been at a dinner table. I didn't realize he was sober. Mm -hmm. I was going to say you were sober by then, right? I made him eat a dinner at the bar while I drank. And then (laughs) 
She took me home. I wore this long, you know, leopard, obviously fake leopard coat. Come to find out later he hates leopard. But he did call. And then when I took the coat off and walked to the bathroom, I was like, oh, my God, I felt this heat. I knew he was looking at my ass while I walked to the bathroom. I knew it. So, you're an ass man, Glenn. So I knew it. So, I was like, Fuck. so then he, then the next, okay, so then I get a call. So he asked me out for a second date. We go on a second date. And after he he says, do you mind if I ask you a personal question? And I said, no. He goes, what year were you born? Sorry. And I said, mm-hmm. 1963. And he went, really? And I went, yeah. And I, I said, okay. I get a call the next day Sorry. from Gary Ferguson. <laughs> He's going, apologizing. I just got to warn you. I sold you as like 27 or 28. <laughs> I had to- I sold you as 10 years younger because I knew he wouldn't go out with you if he knew your real age. And I went, it's too late. He already knows what year I was born. He That's already fantastic. asked. All behavior patterns of mine. I'm sorry. And, uh, so anyway, that was our That's how you start met. Start at dating. That's yes. great. Yes. And didn't you guys, like, when you first met, you, like, Glenn, didn't you know you were going to marry her right away? Mm, this is a good one. <laughs> I, had, I had, when I got sober in 91, I came to in early 92, if you will. I'd recorded a song with a, an English acid house, Frankie, check this out, KLF, a song called What Time Is Love. It was a number five hit. In, it was a really trippy acid house, and it was number top 10 in, in a lot of countries. And as soon as I got out of Betty Ford, it went crazy. I had to fly to Europe. And finding myself in Sweden in early sobriety, and I noticed all these young, pretty people, because I had been off the radar for so long, I'm going, wait a minute, this, this would be nice to hang out. So I, um, I started dating some Swedish birds, <laughs> and I got my ass severely kicked from the younger generational <laughs> vibe. And I had a few years of that. And in 97, I bought a home in the South Bay, and... I didn't date for two years. Really? Two or three years. I just had a conversation with God. I'm just going to stay, you know, single. And then I had a meltdown and I asked God, you know, I I'm, think I'm ready to date again. It would be great to find somebody in the L.A. area code. Mm-hmm. And the next thing I know, I I found myself. But didn't you write it down? He wrote it down. He wrote down oh, what I, he wanted. Yeah, That's the thing. I, 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 found I, it, I, I found it in a book. He wrote do you down do a that? I love that. And I just really? One of them was pointy. What? Stop <laughs> it! Stop it! You guys are killing me! Think, you guys are great! I think oh my pointy God. and at least 10 years older than I think I should have. <laughs> been. That's what every guy should write. I yeah. need someone at least 10 years older than what I think I should have. That's you know right. what? If every guy dated that way, he'd be good. He'd be like successful he'd at dating. He'd actually be happy and there's probably yeah. be less divorce. Right. It was the best thing that ever happened to me. Um, Simply because I thought I was missing something when I got sober. I was missing, maybe I just missed some years of of, of cavorting, if you will, soberly. Uh I I didn't know what sober was when I got sober. But learning how to. How did you get sober? Was there like a a, big thing that happened? Well, this is in my book, so I can talk about it. I was in LA in December of 91 working with Keith Olsen, and he suggested. You know, Glenn, I think we need to figure out, are you an alcoholic? Mm. Would you like to figure this out? He'd been to Betty Ford. He had uh, given that same questionnaire to Zach. Yeah, so, you know, he said, <laughs> he are you, do you think you are? Uh, this That's is something I never it. normally talk about. But he said, rather than me pay you for this session, 
What about I? We go to Betty Ford and figure out if you, you know, you should be in here, and we'll just—I'll take care of the bill for you. Wow! With wow, the that's... session, and lo and behold, like <laughs> the green light was, you know, maybe we should get you in. It was around Christmas of '91. They were full, and they said, you know, we can find room for you to come here in early of '92. They were full because everybody from the 80s was Ozzie, coming in. Ozzy <laughs> right. was, was in there right around then. Yeah. He was in many times. Uh, but mm-hmm. that time uh, yes, in particular. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. So the thing was, and this you, you've heard this before from other people. I went on, on Christmas Eve, I went to my guy in Atlanta. I was living in Atlanta at the time, and I bought a big chunk of uh, Coke. And I went, uh, why not spoil the Christmas and just get loaded? Mm-hmm. And uh, Boxing Day of 90, well, which is Christmas, the day after Christmas, I had a heart attack at my home. <gasps> wow. Indulging in, in the wonderful substance of crack. Um, wow. How old were you? I was 40. Wow. I was Whoa. 40, and I would, I'd been asking God for a couple of years, and God's never left me. And he'd been busy working with other people. <laughs> and he said, we're going to give you a nudge today. Mm. And he, he, I fell, fell to the floor Whoa. In, in my bathroom. And I came to in the car. My girlfriend drove me to hospital. And I just mumbled something to the people inside. I've done too much cocaine. Wow. Uh, it wasn't fun. It wasn't funny. I was very fortunate to still have the process of the healing began. Mm-hmm. And um, the next thing I found myself in Betty Ford, mid-January, mm-hmm. came out at the end of February, and then that song was like top five, a lot of places. And the next thing I know, I was on a plane to London. Wow, that's intense. Did you know that you had had a heart attack? Um, or you just thought, oh, I don't feel I, good? Um, I, no, I, I, on the way to hospital on that, trip i didn't realize what had happened mm. but it became very apparent to me that i'd could do it surrendered yeah mm-hmm. i had mm. on my knees surrendered mm-hmm. very very lucky man so now how you're extremely lucky and and now how long have you been sober when you met gabby I can tell you another story. Yeah, I was okay. going to say, do you want me to tell you the truth? <laughs> Always, yeah. This is honest AF, yeah, please. I, 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 again, when I start stuttering, you know, there's something coming. Um, I got sober in Christmas Day 90, well, Boxing Day 91, uh-huh. and then Betty Ford 92, uh, is it February? And then I went on the road in late, uh, in 93, and uh, this is, again, I'm holding, it's in my book. I was on the road in '94. We'll have to mention the book yeah, at some when point did you so that everyone a, can get it. Too. It's a, a book. My book is called "From Deep Purple to Black Country Communion." Okay. Um, oh, okay. I'd been touring for a while, and I <laughs> great story. It's not like grandiose. I'm like chuckling because I found myself in Amsterdam in the fall of '94. There you go. <laughs> there you go. Say met, no more. <laughs> I, I, I met a guy that. Managed a place called the Hard Rock uh, Club in Amsterdam. I had never been to Amsterdam mm-hmm. sober for sure. And I met the guy, and he said, "Would you like to come with me to uh, after a party? You know, in in Amsterdam." And I'm going. My disease was calling me, mm-hmm. you know. And I went into this 
rave nightclub. I didn't know what a rave was. There must have been 2,000 half-naked people. Uh, sure. And somebody said to me, would you like one of these pills? Uh-oh. And I went, to be like these people, I'm going, my disease said to me, sure, you can have one of those mm-hmm. disco biscuits. Nobody's going to know. This is really awful to talk about, you, but you've got to know where I came mm, from. Right. I took this damn pill and I, I went into the bathroom. I, I, I want to dance. I'm not a dancing fool, but it made, me, it made me different from the neck up. I started to feel like the old Glenn, but it wasn't cocaine anymore. It was another, it was another mm-hmm. substance, if you will, thinking that no one was going to know but me. And then I, I went back to my hotel room thinking, oh, I can get away with it. Wow. I can, you know, not realizing it was good, could, could be fatal. And I, I went to my hotel room and, and it wore off. And then, you know, six months later, I went to my travel agent, booked me on a flight to Amsterdam. Oh, wow. And I kept going back to Amsterdam every six months for till 1997. I had episodes of, of I'd have these moments where I go to Amsterdam and have these weeks, a week of of cavorting mm-hmm. alone yeah. with people I didn't know. They didn't know who I was. Mm. Maybe a couple of people did. I didn't. I had my hair tied back. I wore a baseball cap. I went to these places to figure out. I'm. Are we, are we having fun yet, Glenn? Mm-hmm. And uh, the last time I did that, I, I, I stayed home in 1997. And I was in the middle of one of these trips and uh, in my head. And I called the cops on myself and the ambulance. Oh, I called wow. the cops and I said, take me back in. I was on the roof naked. Oh, my God. Uh, wow. Speeding and tripping on uh, ecstasy. And I thought I was going to die. Wow. And I called time up on myself. Wow, that's amazing. That's going to answer your question. Three years he was sober when I And then, you know, the moment when I had celibacy from 97 for a couple of years when I got out of uh, my little treatment in in the hospital in L.A., I I, I went straight back to AA. I went celibate for a couple of years, and that's when I met Gap. Mm Mm-hmm. That's amazing because you actually saved your own life. I'm I'm not trying to be grandiose and and, and smart chuckle this and, and, and like be flamboyant going hey it wasn't pretty yeah it was not fun I I was not happy with myself no it but my dark. disease was rampant for six months I was completely fine and then I'd have a moment of like okay wow I need to go again mm-hmm. and then come back and like, being AA. And take and lie and take chips. Of, I've got another month, and I, I, I think uh, some of my famous. I can't say who they were. And they were. Are you sure are you okay? Uh, yeah, I was lying, mm-hmm. but knowing right. that, you know, it was it was horrifying. Mm-hmm. I, I'm I'm trying to let people know that the disease I have. I'm may I say Zach has. Yeah, it's absolutely. Fatal. It wants to take your last breath. Mm-hmm. And until I was completely ready and tell my real story that how gross it had been and how unfriendly and I, I, there's no way I could do anything. Mm. I could barely speak. But on November the 23rd, 
1997. As I'm in the back of the ambulance, I was babbling away to the ambulance driver. He said, shut the fuck up. I said, do you have an idea who I am or yeah. something like that? He said, oh, he came back and he started beating my leg, saying, I'll give you a fucking taste of who you are. The light went on. Wow. I was nothing but a sleazy, cheating, lying geezer in the back of a ambulance that had just pulled off another stupid stunt in order to become true to who I am. Mm -hmm. Wow. You know. What a, what a journey. That's, it's so incredible because a lot of stories that you hear, you know, you'll go to someone and say, listen, I think you have a problem. Listen, I think you need help. And people will just deny it. They always protect their disease. It's always, yes. it's always about your disease wins all the time. But in your case, it's really interesting and so unique that you saved your own life, that you you knew, you, this is it, I'm going to die. I, there was no secrets in my life. Mm -hmm. That day, in the, especially with the gentleman that drove, the, the, the passenger in the ambulance, he was the one that really, really did turn the light on for me. Wow. Because I was still being grandiose on the way to the hospital. Right. Thinking, you know, I, I said something like, I haven't lost everything. I've still got my house. And that kind of behavior that, mm. I, what? Mm -hmm. yeah, the guy really let me know you're just a piece of shit. Mm. You are a slimy piece of, you're cheating, lying piece of shit. You're not special. And you I know you're not unique. For, like, I, I, right, I, yeah. I, I seeked him out later to thank him. Did you really? Oh, yeah. Wow. He was the one. Did he remember you? Oh, I'm not sure. He probably saw me many times. <laughs> <laughs> but his... Wherever, whatever it was, it could have been a girl, it could have been, could have been anybody. It, could, the, the, it was the light bulb moment that mm -hmm, I'm sure Zach right. had it. We've all had it. People that are in, forget, like, you know, I love the program I'm in. I don't talk about it. But what if you're out there doing what I've been doing, if you're thinking about getting sober, if you are sober, you know my story. Mm -hmm. If you're thinking about getting sober, let me be a bit of a, can I help you here? Mm -hmm. Because it will take you out. Mm -hmm. If you aren't really, mm -hmm. really, really super careful, because yeah. Without it a doubt. takes us all out. And it's got to be, yeah. think about it, it's got to be exhausting, right? Mm -hmm. Constantly, totally. constantly being that way. That's got to just wear you out. Mm -hmm. Not to mention, it's got to make you feel like shit all the time. Yeah, totally. Yeah. God, I mean, I like a little bit of a bamboozle guzzle <laughs> on the old vino right. myself yeah. but i don't want to have enough to wake up the next day i've only seen my wife drunk like once crap. in 21 years really well, wow. i mean like bamboozle drunk yeah. you know <laughs> bamboozle then i'm hiding it well <laughs> yeah. it was in that's great in valley somewhere i don't remember oh yeah Thank you for sharing all that, Glenn. I think that's going to be really helpful. I, I know it's long-winded. No, it's no, it's I, I, great. I, I, no I, I, way. A bit of a role, but I think. Yeah, no. <laughs> I think it's been through good. this as well. I'm not pitching. Stuff no, it's anymore. really honest, and it's what happened to you. And I like that you're um, sharing a really honest perspective of it because it's it's not glamorous, and it is it, it, it dark, really and it is isn't. dangerous. It, it is not Very Jack dangerous. Daniels and cigarettes for me. No. I'm nature boy now. I mean, yeah. let's be clear. It's all about being in the garden for me. I mean, yeah. that's what and it Thank is. God you still had your talent through it all because, mm. yeah. you know, lesser, I mean, I've known so many people through the years and through Zach's journey that 
don't have their talent anymore yeah. because they've abused themselves the hunger so is gone. Mm-hmm. right you would think through those journeys of the things that you've done you could have damaged your voice and i mean you still no, you that sing voice, like a same but oh, it's, god bless yeah. you thank goodness it's, that you yeah. still have it because i'm still teachable yeah if i'm not teachable it's over mm-hmm. for me mm-hmm. if i'm not teachable because I want to educate people now myself. I think I do that. Yeah, I think you do too. So if I'm, I have to keep learning until the very last day I have the chance to do that. Mm-hmm. I will always be teachable in every walk of life that I live. Yeah. Everything. I think that's important. I, I, she, I, this one here, without her, I mean, I'm bigging her up right now. She is, the again, the second greatest gift for me is my wife. My partner in everything I do, we have no secrets. We, she knows everything about me, the good, bad, the indifferent. It's um, remarkable. I've never had a relationship with a woman in my life, like my mum, my grandmother, of course, mm-hmm. never compatible. I must be a lot of work to live with. <laughs> um, I honestly thought when we went into the whole COVID lockdown thing, this is gonna be interesting. <laughs> Because I think we all... we're used to spending a lot of time apart and mama needs her space. Right. This one wants me around <laughs> all the time in, in like his line of sight, in his peripheral vision. Oh, yeah. yeah. All the time. I remember being on the road with you oh guys. Oh, my God. Gabby! Gabby! Yeah. Gabby! Gabby! Come here and do my fucking eyeliner! Gabby! Yeah. Right. Where's my shoes? <laughs> or, or, my favorite home is Gabby! What? Gabby! What? I mean, he can't hear me. And then I go, finally, what? And then he says, I just wanted to know where you are. Well, hello. I'm like, our house is a mid century modern home. It's open. You can see me. I mean, uh, I haven't gone anywhere. Oh, my God. So I actually thought when this whole thing came. Oh, this is going to be really interesting because how am I going to get the space I need? And actually, it worked out okay because once football, as in soccer, came back, that was a godsend because he could watch soccer and I'm working from home, so I'm working. Mm -hmm. And then he and uh, Doug were writing songs too, so he he was occupied. I think... If he hadn't been writing music or something, that would have been really, really difficult. Right. But he was occupied uh-huh. and I was mm. occupied, I think. And actually, we were fine. I don't know how it is for other people, but I could see where you could get set up to maybe start going really, really apeshit at each other if you right. don't have anything to do all damn day long. Music you know saved what I mean? me. It, it, the music saved me. Yeah. It, really did. It, yeah. it always has. Yeah. Always. The podcast saved me. And yeah. Uh, <laughs> I got yeah, to excuse to come over here. To do. You have to have something to do. You have to have some kind of outlet. And I think it's the same right. for us too. Like our guys also are, you know, they still have their music. So they're busy with their music. He'll be very busy in the garage every day with his, right. with his motorcycles. And- Not Zach. Zach, this is the first time in his life where he hasn't wanted to do anything. I mean, this is a guy that does like 300 shows a year. And well, that's why he, he doesn't want to do anything. He He's on vacation, oh, and I manage him, <laughs> so I make him do the three hundred shows a year. And I couldn't book him and get him out of the house, but it was, I think, harder for me. He loves every minute of it. He walks 
all five of our dogs, one at a time, up our mountain, right. down our mountain, all day long. And he's just like, I love this coronavirus vacation. So he keeps calling. I'm like, God. I love when I that we were all vaccinated and we could resume touring because I cannot wait to get out. I It was harder, I think, for me. He loved every minute of it. I think that I, I enjoyed being at home. I enjoy working from home. And I think Glenn was okay, too. But I think now when you hear like, okay, we can get vaccinated now and stuff. He's been a little bit antsy now the past couple uh-huh. weeks. Like, okay, I am ready now. Like, right. it's been nice. I wrote some songs. I'm good. Wrote it's out, been a home. year. Yeah. Now yeah. I'm ready to get back on the road. Yeah. Like, now he's- it's coming. He's Have you cooking. gotten some show offers yet? Yeah, are, are we things are starting to come in now? In New York in May rehearsing. And uh-huh. I've been told there's going to be some openings for us to play in June in America. Oh. Uh-huh. We don't- That's great. I won't know till. Yeah. Soon. Yeah. Obviously, yeah. it's going to be a little dicey because, yeah, the guys are starting to get show offers again, but the reduced capacity is it a is. big right. deal, and you know we don't know if if that's going to even be. You I know, think what's going to happen is you're going to find out things closer to the time, like they're waiting to see mm-hmm. what happens. Like, yeah. It's going to be on the East Coast, and you know, yeah. right. Yeah. And as far yeah. as Europe goes, I mean that. That's not that's for a while. That's not going to happen for a while. Mm. I know the UK is saying on like May 17th, they're going to say what yeah. they're next. They, they have a whole stage of things yeah. and tears, but you got to find out what are the quarantine rules? What are, the, you know, there's yeah. all kinds of yeah. stuff. Yeah. So you're it's, not going to be able time. You can't make a plan yeah. six months from now because you won't know. Mm. Yeah. No, everything's it's changed. For everything's yeah. going to change. Yeah. We were supposed to start. This is crazy. They had a tour book to start February 3rd in Germany. And I saw the, the cities and venues I'm going. Yeah. The, the danger, of course, now is you can't keep rescheduling until Postponing. you're concrete. Yeah. That's true. You know, so I, I'm waiting to hear like doggies were waiting to hear. Yeah. Yeah. I think it's it, it's going to be interesting, uh, especially now that a lot of people are getting vaccinated and maybe, you know, it's just about outdoor festivals and, you know, With, things like, like you that. Said, but it's less people. Less people. There's not yeah. going to be 30,000 people. Big yeah. Thing. Yeah, it's no, going no, to be no. five thousand people. Next yeah. year is the, obviously probably Zach's going to go out next year. October, November, we're booked solid, and it, it's going to happen without reduced capacities in America. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah, but not Europe. Not Europe's Europe, going to be longer. We're vaccinating faster than anybody. Right. I think we're doing the Far East in um, and Russia in the end of the year. Right. Mm-hmm. That that's uh, with the dead daisies. Again, even right. Japan right now is like today is like oh my god. I know. Dead daisies, right? Yeah. 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 I mean, that bank can, they're yeah. global. They can yeah. travel. Yeah. yeah. So how do you think you're going to feel when he starts going back out on the road? Like, are you are like, woohoo, freedom It'll again? Or is it- <laughs> we're we're going to have- lunch and we're having wine, right? <laughs> we're, about, we're about to have huge renovations at the house. Oh, you are? What are you guys doing? Well, we're, it's like it's, three it's, decks. and a whole, I don't think like, of it as huge. I think of it huge. as... And it's not cosmetic. It's not like I'm getting a nose job. It's it's my deck is falling down and my house isn't up to code. So oh, I got to deal with that. It's yeah. not that interesting. It's a lot, there's a lot of stuff. It's not that interesting. I haven't even come to your house yet. Well, I haven't wait even till seen we're done. In person. You guys have been here. A lot better. But um, my hope is that I, well, like I said, I'm working from home right now. And I'm hoping that if my company decides to tell me that we all have to go back to the office, that I can do that. What Maybe do you only do? three 
days a week. Oh, it's boring. I, I'm, I'm an accountant. Uh-huh. That's finance, a, yeah. I, that was my dream growing up. I wanted to be an accountant until, oh. I, until I was told that I would have to wear like a suit every day and tights. Yeah. And I was like, oh, I can't do that. Yeah. Like but I, every day, accounting was my sexy. passion. Math is Yeah, exactly. Math as, long, is my as, passion. as long as it's the suit I want to wear. Yeah, if it's a suit I want to wear, right. it's sexy. And it's a, it's okay. cool. Oh, no, yeah. we're talking, we're talking, you know, yeah. leg coverings, pumps, no, yeah. shirts no, buttoned up to here. Not your type of suit. Yeah, I had to wear, when I first got out of college in the 80s i got a job in retail and you had to wear pantyhose which i think are so disgusting they are horrible so it's nylon around your crotch and you yes. wear that all day and you're standing no up that's gross in heels really gross and it's disgusting <laughs> they crotchless are. uh pantyhose about <laughs> yeah there you go um, okay, so I want to play a little game with you guys. Is that okay? Oh, yeah, Can we do yes. like a rapid fire, like uh, uh, old newlywed game? Like not newlyweds, because I know you guys are cool. newlywed. newlyweds. <clears throat> yeah. yeah. Excuse me. Okay, okay, okay. So you ask a question. And well, I'll ask what? you guys both a question. You can both answer it. And, and Oh, okay. Got and, it. Got and it. See, got and it. just kind of have fun with it. Let's see where it goes. Okay. <laughs> okay. Who is the first one to say, I love you? Glenn. Oh, uh, Yeah. <laughs> oh, absolutely. Okay. Who... Sorry, honey. <laughs> yeah, no, I answered it. I know. I'm not. I, I give you the credit. Who's the most romantic? Glenn. There you go. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> Glenn's very agreeable not, today. Not so much in Sweden, but <laughs> <laughs> Glenn's very agreeable. Um, oh, wait. Do you have one? Uh, what were the other? Uh, who's the better cook? Me. Oh God. No, <laughs> no question. Do you cook at all, Glenn? Uh, I used to cook curry and um, he, makes, he makes beans on toast, which is, I think, <laughs> disgusting. So I, oh, I love that. I grew up with that in South Africa. I yeah, love it. I was going to say, it's beans very on British. toast. There yeah. It yeah, it's love yummy. It. Um, uh, maybe with a little side of stewed tomato. Um, Who takes longer famous. to get ready to go out? Oh, this would be an interesting one. I would one. say we're the same. We're definitely really? the same. Yeah. Really? Yeah. yeah. Wow. But, but you also have to do his. You got to dress him and put his makeup no, on. No, he does all of his own clothes. I maybe do his hair a little bit. Okay. Today she did. <laughs> I do his hair a little bit. <laughs> so frizzy. I so. put a little, you know, Your hair is long. Yeah. I do a little like, doodad with really him, long, but, you know, like we take man, about the same Yeah. It was really short. Remember for a while, it was really short, and then... I, I like the quarantine long hair look everyone's yeah. been sporting. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. I like it. I still like have it. The, the, the busby here. Yeah. <laughs> so I probably saved like ten thousand dollars this year not getting my hair done. Right? You know, you know I, I was thinking about that too. Every five weeks, baby, <laughs> I'm in there. Yeah. Fuck it. This look year I was like, fuck. It's gorgeous. I got, I got my hair done. I got it done last year in February. Then we went into lockdown. Right. I got it done in June. And then we went into lockdown again. It's like, oh my God, I saved so much money not doing my hair. I right? agree I know. With that. And I totally. didn't give a shit anymore either. Yeah. That's the thing. I wasn't seeing Who cares? It's been in a ponytail for like 15 <laughs> months. It grew that whole time. Totally. I took the ponytail out right before I came here. Right. So, That's okay, great. another question. So, who is the most insecure out of the two of you when you're on the road? Like, who needs to check in the most? Oh, oh, him. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I never, I have never checked. She, this is going to freak people out, but my missus never fucking calls me <laughs> on the road. And I am, I, I mean, that. I am like, I want to, I want to speak every day. Uh-huh. I want to know how the ki- kids, babe, my fur babies, how the kids, what are they doing? <laughs> Let me see them. Just, 
No, she's busy. She's at. She I can hear she, Gabby's eye roll. She could go to Vegas and not tell me, and then my friends would go, I'm with your missus in Vegas. <laughs> <laughs> my friend from New Jersey would fly in with my missus in. Uh, what? <laughs> Where? Oh, she with Cher in Vegas. Uh-huh. What? <laughs> Just for one I, night. I, I no see pictures deal. and I'm going. On the internet, <laughs> not, not a word. Nothing. I love it. Yeah, me too. They're funny. I mean, I don't understand why the two of you don't have your own show. Honest to God, I really feel like you guys have always needed your own show. You guys are freaking She's hilarious. Funny. My missus is very funny. You guys very. are both very, very funny. Um, you're like our favorite. Frankie never wants to sit in when we have guests in the studio, except Frankie, for when you guys. I love Frankie. I, I, love told, Frankie. I told Frankie you guys were coming. She's like, uh, I was supposed to do yoga, but I'm going to sit in Aww. and watch. <laughs> You've had a year to we do yoga. Frankie. You we can wait Frankie. it. You can wait another day. Right? Yeah, exactly. Exactly. Speaking of shows. I always see you guys on the Housewives of Beverly Hills. Oh, yeah. <laughs> you guys are fr- friends with Dorit, Dorit and PK, Dorit. right? Oh, yeah. Very Dorit and, and PK. Do you guys yeah. like doing the show? Well, it's different because you just get invited to a party, yeah. uh-huh. right? You're not part of the show, but you do. they do invite us when they have a party. And uh-huh. it's always very, very nice, but they're busy doing the show. Filming oh, and doing yeah, the show. Yeah. And they've yeah. got yeah. like all their crew there, obviously, and everything. And so the only... People, you know, the only person we get to talk to or catch up with is PK because he's he's on the show, but he ha- kind of has more freedom to run around at mm-hmm. the party mm-hmm. than Dorit mm-hmm. because they have okay. Well, she's got hair, makeup, glam, all this stuff. Well, you got to film yeah. over here this scene, and then we, ha- you know what I mean? They yeah. film them talking in different, yeah, yeah, you know, units, and you're mm-hmm. not a part of that. I mean, I'm not a part of that show, neither is Glenn. We're just. We're just friends. We get invited to the party, which so is it's fun. So it's a production. Yeah, yeah, it, it, yeah, it sure yeah. is. Yeah. It's, a, it's a big deal. I, I feel like you it's guys just need your own show. Work. Yeah. What yeah. Do you guys have any shows that you watch together? Like, what is your thing? What do you guys do okay, at home? Okay, here's what we watch oh, yeah. together. Mm-hmm. Obviously, we watch The Real Housewives of Beverly Hills and New York. Right. Those well, are our favorite. <laughs> They're coming. They're yeah. coming back. Well, it's very exciting. Yeah, because I want to see people go to cool restaurants, Me too. wear cool fucking clothes right. and just be over the top. Like I want to see people who are grandiose and have a lot. Yeah. The other <laughs> housewives for me, and this is not to diss them personally, but, but she's going you to know, anyway. I'm gonna, <laughs> which is, I, you know what? No offense to anyone in Orange County, but I oh, you could have offense wearing too. fucking Lululemon and your workout clothes and you're walking around. <laughs> Stop doing that. Yeah, we want to see designers. I want to see some cool shit. Yeah. And um, I also think that a place like New York, for example, has so many places they can go, right? We're, so many restaurants, right. so many places to go. I think if you're in another city... That's not LA or New York. You you have limited things. I've I've seen the goddamn tea shop you go to in Newport Beach so many times. Right. I don't want to go there anymore. <laughs> I you hear know? Yeah. Atlanta, that's hot and it's sweaty uh, and there are big bugs. And I've seen <laughs> the fucking pizza place you go to so many times. So funny. I'm not watching that anymore. Right. You know, we started watching <laughs> Dallas because the other shows weren't on. And we hadn't watched it. And I was like, oh, this will be something new because I haven't seen these restaurants or shops right. yet. But last week, they took because of COVID, also they're limited on their travel. 
They went to fucking Oklahoma in a Winnebago. You <laughs> shoot so me. great. I, that that's the last time I want to go to Oklahoma in a Winnebago. No thanks. I don't ever want to go. Now I've seen Do it you on that banging. TV show. That's my oh, dog. That's your dog. Yeah, <laughs> I don't blame him. But anyway, so we watched The Housewives. We like all British mysteries. Oh wait, speaking of Housewives, did you watch Ladies of London? Oh yeah, yeah. yeah. That was my that. fave. I love that. And we actually like just where they go. Exactly. Me too. Same exact thing, reason why I watch it. And we just had Caroline Stanberry on our show oh, yeah. from the She's Housewives. Great. Uh, uh, Ladies we London. used to watch that show as well Love because we show. wanted to see good. all the London Me spots. too. Love yeah. London. So yeah. basically we're picking yeah. cities so where, yeah, we want to see the places that we uh-huh. go. We like watching British mysteries and the other show we liked was Daryl's House. Dera. Well, Daryl's House, you know, uh-huh. Daryl's House. house yep. uh-huh. Because that's really interesting yeah. to see who he's going to talk to. We right. Like, we like British masterpieces, you know, mm-hmm. yeah. Yeah. on Sunday nights. That's So you guys, on Sunday nights, your jam is to like stay home, cook, watch and We love Stanley Tucci TV. on CNN. Oh, oh my yeah. God. Oh, he's he's amazing. Fantastic. Oh my what? God. The amazing. first night what, we were that? like, we're starving. We, Next week we, we're planning it. We're we, having we had, Italian we had food. <laughs> oh, that's yeah. clever. We did. That's we went. To, we went and got. Oh, oh my god. Oh my god. That show. Oh, oh that's awesome. He's incredible. Yeah, he, he, it's a great show. I hope they do that show again. Just keep going to different towns in Italy. I'm good. Yeah, me yeah. too. Take me with you. Yeah. We have like a question that we ask all of our guests, and we'll both ask you about each other. What is your favorite thing that you love best about each other? Oh wow. Well. I mean, I guess I have more than one, but I like Glenn's creativity. I like that he thinks about things regarding like himself, like he's not ever going to sit around on the couch and spread his legs and drink beer and turn into a slug. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like he's not today. He's not boring. <laughs> he's not boring. Yeah. Okay. Right. Because boring. in my previous unmarried life, I think the reason I was never married before was it's difficult for me to find someone, A, who will put up with me, but B, like bring something else to the party. Right. Why am I the most interesting person here? Yeah. <laughs> True. You know? Interesting. I was dating. I was like, I am so tired of being the fun, interesting one. Right. I, I need some, you know, like yeah. feedback. Guys were dating me because I was showing them a good time. Sure. anyway he keeps me too on my toes a little bit because i have a tendency to be a bit of a procrastinator and lazy not really lazy you're not lazy like in my own head i'm in my own head doing things in my own mind yeah some funny things i take it she is the most uncomplicated person i've ever met Mm. You're calling her simple. She is on, on, the, on our third <laughs> day. It, it would have been 21 years ago, this weekend, Oscar weekend. Uh-huh. I, had a, I had a bit of a do at my house. In, I in love South that Bay. you remember that exactly. I had this party and she, we were three dates in and she was the hostess, if you will. A lot of my sober buddies were there, uh, 20 people. One of her friends from work took me into a side room and says, she's too good for you. Oh. <laughs> She was a little tipsy. or She said, she wasn't drunk, but she said, you know, she's too down. If she falls for you, you'll have to not worry about anything as long as you live. Mm. And I took that as a compliment. Didn't tell her about it until later. But that woman, Nancy Nelms, her name is, she was spot on. Because this girl, that night, at the well, maybe 7.30, at the end of the Oscars or something, 
She's tipping with gloves on, wine down the sink. The glasses that people didn't drink. A girl in my home, tipping wine down the sink. The first time in 40-something years. Mm -hmm. (laughs) This is the first flag for me going, huh, what? Uh And from that moment and, and throughout the weeks and the months, I realized not only is she uncomplicated, but this is the woman I can trust with my money, with my health, mm. with my spiritual progression, mm-hmm. with no secrets, mm-hmm. with nothing. I can mm. play my music to her before I go to bed. She doesn't have to tell me it's great, but she's going to listen to it. She may be reading a book with one eye, but she's going to <laughs> All the things I adored about life in general, a, a woman that was a gardener, in the home, a woman that loved cats and dogs. Oh, yeah, here's mm-hmm. the deal. That was my dating requirement, too. You have to like animals or it's a no-go zone. Mm-hmm. And specifically, you have to like cats because any man who doesn't like cats, there is something wrong with That's them. That's funny. My husband <laughs> loathes them. That's true. If, if there's a man that doesn't like an animal, mm-hmm. there's something wrong with him. He's got a psycho thing going on. We had two cats. He doesn't, so he had two cats when I met had. him, and I had two cats. And I went, ah, oh, this is going to be okay. <laughs> this is going to be okay. Yeah. I've been trying to sell Zach on cats since I've met him, and it's just not, not yeah. cats. Not well, dogs. He's all about dogs. You know but- what? It's, it's because... A lot of times people don't like them because they've never had them or had them alone and been able to have that relationship. Because if you have a lot of other animals, the cat... No, Zach takes it personally that they're independent. He wants all the adoration and love. And if if you don't give it back to him, he takes it personally. Oh, see, I think cats always... They always sit in your lap and they always... But regardless, I think it's a bigger thing for me than just liking cats. It's if you don't like an animal, there's something wrong with you. You're a serial killer. great story. In a year after we were married, maybe less than that... Married before? I was. Okay. A disastrous. Uh, my disease killed that marriage. Okay. Uh, with due respect. We were, I was going to New York for a business trip, meet a record executive. Gabby came with me. We had a couple of days off and we were in the East Village walking and it was raining and we ran into a doorway and it was a dog dealer, you know, selling dogs, you know. And in the window was a tiny, tiny chihuahua and I put my hand against the window and this really tiny chihuahua licked the window Aww. and I looked at her and I went, well, we took, <laughs> we we took the dog people. home. But this was we before, and by the way, this was before we went into rescue mode because I'm just making that clear to all the people who, yeah. know, who uh, might yeah. be listening. That was and, my point. Oh, yeah, that'll, we'll get I lots of uh, comments. I don't uh, again, buy animals, okay? I rescue them. This is a all quick one here. After a year of marriage, I said to my wife, well, it's time for children. She said, what? You expect me to carry something in my... It could turn out it was a whole barrage of no kids. Uh-huh. And I thought, okay, well, we'll stop. I'll just start buying dogs then. <laughs> and I said, no, we're not buying dogs. We're rescuing dogs. I know you're looking for words about how we feel about each other, but yeah. this is a, 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 a little bit more... Through a magnifying glass, we adore each other's company and adore each other's progression in life. One of my favorite things about you guys is your connection and how you guys speak to each other. It just fucking cracks me up. Frankie and I and Gilby, whenever we're like on tour with you guys, 
And um, we're in like in our hotel room. And, you know, sometimes you're in your hotel room too long and you want to get out and you're a little bored. <laughs> I look out my window. I'm like, oh, my God, you guys, the Hughes are outside. They're, they're outside. Quick. They're sitting outside eating. Quick, quick. Let's run downstairs. Let's go join the Hughes. And we like all of us, Frankie and I and Gilby are like scat. We like run straight so to sweet. you guys. Well, like that so, we so funny. Were, that, that, that Mexico New Year's Eve thing, I would know. We would see... You and uh, Gilby and Frankie coming down to the restaurant and be like, Glenn, 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 Glenn. Yeah. <laughs> we we, we've you. already eaten. Let's do it again. That's great. <laughs> I know where I was like, oh my God, the Hughes. When and then I hear, Gabby, Gabby. <laughs> we didn't realize it was that profound, but it, 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 yeah, I guess I do call Gabby. Listen, see, <laughs> I guess. a few people in my office who have met him do it at work. When they need me, they go, Gabby. <laughs> It's stuck. Yes. Yeah. Well, so you guys have been awesome. I'm so Thank happy you, so you guys much. came. Thank Thanks you. For having we, us. we love you. It's we a love lot the of families. Fun. We love you, Frankie. We're yeah. so we love you guys too. We, we love all of you, and it's a honor to be associated with you all. Oh, oh thank, thank you. you. Super appreciate you coming. It's yeah, been it's really been great. So much fun. We yeah. could talk to you guys for Let's hours. Let's do it again. Yes. yes. Let's do it at Neiman's. We should go live from Neiman's. Yes, live from Neiman Marcus. By the way, the restaurant on. The fourth floor no, in Men's. Oh, no, the they opened it, but you can't sit at the bar. They have little tables around and oh. plants and everything. And Wait. then in June, I think the restaurant's opening yeah. again. The the one downstairs, the Mariposa, right? I think right? that yeah. one's yeah. going to be in June, if not sooner. But for sure, the bar on four is open. I mean, you that. know it's a good day when you walk into Neiman Marcus and you've got the Hughes sitting there having lunch. I'm like, yes! yes. Yeah, yeah, I love it. We're waiting I see Sharon there. too. Like I've walked in yeah. and seen Sharon there. Yeah. I, I see everybody. We've done it a bunch, but we haven't had any, um, we haven't, we haven't run into we, we haven't gone to the Beverly Hills one. We, we no, we barely one. do. Yeah. 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 You gotta go to the Beverly Hills one. Yeah. Joan Collins goes to the Beverly Hills one. Oh, wow. That's a good sighting. I'd love to see Joan Collins. Oh, I'm just like, yeah. The Charlie's Angel going there. Oh, Jacqueline Smith mm. goes to the oh, I see obsessed. Her you know what? She age. She's insane. She gorgeous. is so you know beautiful. What? She doesn't drink and she eats wow. healthy and she's really like been blessed with like some golden sprinkle dust has been yeah, put over she, her yeah. whole fucking life. Yeah. Other than the fact <laughs> that she's had like five or four marriages, you know yeah. what I mean? But she's one of those women that's so sweet. Mm-hmm. She probably married those guys because she wanted to sleep with them, and then it didn't work out. Where the rest of us just banged our way through it until well, we found that guy. But that you know generation I mean? is really but true. That generation, they got married. They did that. Yeah. God damn it! If I'm going to sleep with you, I'm going to have to marry you. <laughs> you know? Thank God yeah. that went away. Yeah, yeah. without yeah. married at 14, right? Yeah, yeah. Now everyone can no just getting bang away. married, Frankie. Yeah. So. So anyway, she's like gorgeous, gorgeous, gorgeous. gorgeous. I and saw her and I almost had a heart attack. I was like, oh my God, and why is she so And she's one of those still? famous people. Like if I meet a famous person, I'm cool. But she's one that I think I can never meet. Like I've got yeah. her on such a yeah. pedestal of perfection yeah. that if I met her, she would be super nice to me and I would turn into like ugh, a goo. <laughs> like I would just be such an asshole. They, you know, it's like inside, I want to be your friend. Oh my God. I want to be, you know, I would turn into an idiot. Yeah. Actually, uh, Gilby was telling me about this podcast by um, 
Oh, what's his name from Anthrax? Ian uh, Scott Ian. Scott, Scott Ian. Ian. Yeah. Scott Ian has a podcast called uh, "Never Meet Your Heroes." Yeah, yes. yeah. He said it's really quite good. So yeah, if you do, that's probably really apropos. Don't ruin it. Yeah. Just don't meet those people. Yeah, I mean, for me, one of my heroes when I was little was um, Steve Perry from Journey, and I was at the grocery store one day just not too long ago, and I saw him, and I ran away. <laughs> yeah, yeah, he's lovely. Actually, you would have liked so him. Terrified. All right, you guys. Well, thank you so thank much. You. For coming and doing the show it has been an absolute joy and if we can get you guys to just tell us about how to find you like your instagram handles and your book again and mm. all that stuff your website gabby hughes seven yeah am i gabby hughes seven yeah i'm gabby hughes seven on instagram okay, i don't you don't know <laughs> I I, i'm pretty sure that's it <laughs> <laughs> and, and please uh, join in with her because she well, she's, she, didn't, it, she yeah. didn't ask for followers, but she I'd like to get her more followers. Yeah, uh, me uh, Glenn Hughes online uh, on Instagram, uh, Glenn underscore Hughes two ends on Twitter, Facebook. It, it's normal. But, um, mm-hmm. Is there a website where they can find out dates? GlennHughes.com. You know, uh, dead yeah. oh, it's deaddaisies.com. Yeah. The dead daisies. Uh, on on Instagram, of and course. the title of your book again? It's called Glenn Hughes, from Deep Purple to Black Country Communion. That's the paperback, and it's called Scenes from the Life of a Rock Star. Is the big, grandiose, expensive version thing? Mm-hmm. You know, there's like mm-hmm. two versions of it, and um, and you can get it on Amazon, or you can get it on Amazon. Okay, they, they were published a while ago, so I'm yeah. sure if you just look for it yeah, on but Amazon the, the, uh, or it's AB probably such a good read. Yeah, I wrote it first of all, and my sponsor said you didn't talk about those relapses in Amsterdam, so it took me six months to really tell oh, the real deal it. about my silliness and because i was trying to let, n- not tell anybody about me being a jackass so i did it and wrote all about the the wickedness of the disease mm-hmm. and i opened my heart out mm-hmm. and uh, there it is. i can't wait to read There's it no i'm so excited yeah very helpful um yeah you probably saved quite a few uh i people i, I get without being silly here i get a lot of letters and DMs from people across the planet for being part of their recovery. Yeah, yeah absolutely. Yeah. You know. That's amazing. That's a huge difference to make in the world. So a silly question, because we ask everybody, because we talk a lot about aging and about products and stuff. Is there one product that you guys can't live without? <laughs> I love me some product. Yes. Good tell. What uh, I love is your favorite? Cosmetics and jewelry. I love, I'm a... I'm a Oh my God. So for me, I like things to be no animal testing. They got to be no animal testing and they got to have elements found in nature. And I prefer them to be packaged in glass because glass is infinitely recyclable. Mm. So that's for me, Tata Harper. And her stuff Mm -hmm. is Mm -hmm. made from natural products on her farm in Vermont. And Shantakai, which also does a lot of of their products in glass. But Tata Harper makes just products. She doesn't make color. You know, she doesn't make eyeshadow and stuff like that. So Shantakai is really good eyeshadow, liquid liner. I like Hourglass. I I love Hourglass. And I like like Charlotte Tilbury's Mm -hmm. mascara. Mm -hmm. I like Hourglass mascara. I like Hourglass Lip gloss. I mean, I could just go on and on and on and the fuck <laughs> on. Like we need to go I to Neiman Marcus. I could go on and on the fuck on. Yeah. You, should, you know, my bathroom <laughs> is a fucking 
the cosmetic department. Um, <laughs> what about Glenn? Glenn, do you have a product that you can't live without? Glenn uses what I give him. <laughs> yeah. you know. So he uses what I give him. So he... Okay, so our mutual thing, though, is fragrance. We are uh-huh. a little bit over the top. The same fragrance with Barb and Yeah, I was going to say. So we yeah. have a cupboard in the bathroom that yeah. we started out, I, I segregated it, my shit and his shit, <laughs> and now it's become- It's crazy. It's our <clears throat> collaborative shit because we all like to- Mix and match, and I think scent has become more unisex. Yeah, you know, it's I not love, about you know, it's I love not milk. about joy anymore. And yeah. you smell like your grandma's rose garden, right? That's okay, but sec- <laughs> but but there's more things now. The the fashion I think is for fragrance to be unisex, mm-hmm. so my, you can both use it. My father was a a, a clothes wearing geezer. Mm. To the very end, he was dressed to the nines. He, and from with the ascot, and he was, you oh, know, nice. he would wear the flower, um, almost like you know, touch on the feminine side. Which yeah, he was definitely. But you not, can do that when you're English. Yeah, yes, you can. Pastels and yeah, whatever. yeah, you, you can. can. You've seen it. You can do yeah. That. So all of my life, I never really leave the house unless I've got. You're always dressed. I, I gotta, yeah. The way I was genetically raised with my father. He'd always, you know, can't go wear that. <laughs> always. Even when I was out of my mind, I was, I, I admire a, a, a smart dressed gallon woman and kid. I, I, yeah. I always yeah. posture and, you know, I know it's an inside job, but for me, sometimes you got to look external to look good, if you will. And and I like to, if I'm feeling looking good on the outside, I've got a good chance I'm going to be okay on the inside. Nice. So, but it comes from the inside, but mm-hmm. I got to be wearing something that makes me, yeah, yeah, people in Europe, I get wolf whistles and shit. <laughs> um, one time, and this is, I went public with this on, on TV, I got attacked. We walking down the street of my hometown by two sets of youths. Wow. Two sets of hues. Why, because you had long hair? Yeah, but, you know, they just don't have anything else to do. I I come from a working-class city in in the Midlands area, Mm. and I'm different from – I had success as a kid, and when I go home, people would throw shit from my car, smash my windows on my house, Mm. and one day I had enough. And because I was dressed different to them, Mm. I wasn't dressed like – I just – I'd look – Something yeah. alien. Look, at, right. this is the other thing too. Now that Glenn's hair is so long, this is good. I I love this shit. Okay, everywhere we go, how are you, ladies today? And I <laughs> fucking oh, yeah. love it. Okay, plane, and here's yeah. the thing: yeah. like when mask. you have yeah. a mask on, okay, he, he has a mask on, right. and he's thin, and then he has sunglasses. You can't tell, and especially you know, you just can't tell. And I, <laughs> right. I love. And the first time it happened was. Well, well over a year ago before quarantine, we met some people and we were having lunch and they were like, oh, are you ladies ready to order? And I could tell it kind of rankled him. And afterwards I was like, honey, they can't tell. Who gives a shit? Why does it matter? So, you know, like, who cares? And mm-hmm. anyway, so now we just embrace it. And now I just wait for it to happen. You know, <laughs> That's yeah, you it's welcome okay. it. Yeah. You know, it's all okay now. Yeah, it's after fine. After what we've been through the pandemic. Right? It's it little, the most, you don't sweat the little stuff anymore. It don't matter. Yeah, yeah. We're well, so glad to be on the, hopefully on the other side of this very, very soon. Yeah, yeah. And there it's is coming, light it's at coming the end soon. of the tunnel. Yes. Mm-hmm. All right, you guys. Well, can you do us a favor and say... Um, Hi, we're Glenn and Gabby Hughes, and we're Honest as Fuck or Honest AF, whatever you want to say. 
Oh, as fuck. I like that. You're going to do it. Yeah. You do it. You go first. Or are we going to do it together? Do it together. You do it first. And well, no, we're going to do it together. Okay. I'll say, hi, I'm Gabby Hughes. Oh, for fuck's sake, now I see what goes on in your house. (laughs) (laughs) I'm Gabby Hughes. And you can announce the show, okay? And you are? I'm who? I'm Gabby Hughes. I'm I'm Gabby Hughes, and I'm here with? uh, Your husband, Glenn Hughes. (laughs) We're with Daniela and Barbara on the Honest as Fuck show. Yeah, you just yeah. say well, just say your names and we're honest as fuck or whatever or honest AF. But, are, but, on, but really, this honest. is the I'm Gabby show. and I'm honest AF. There you go. I'm Glenn and I'm very much honest as fuck. Yes, you are. <laughs> <laughs> awesome. Thank you so much. Thank you guys so much for coming. It has been like made my life. Absolute okay. treat. Yeah, it's such a treat. Okay, so guys, that's it. I hope you enjoyed this visit with the Hughes as much as we did sure. because. We are just it's a very guilty pleasure. Yeah. <laughs> if you have any comments or questions or products or anything you want us to review, talk about, whatever, just hit us up on our socials. Honest AF Show is our Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook. And honestafshow.com is our website. And until next time, lots of love to everybody. Take care. Ciao, everybody. Bye. Gracias. We um, obviously need to do a disclaimer here. So we want you to know we are not doctors or experts by any stretch of the imagination. We are just a couple of gals that are looking for magical products, procedures, and experiences. And in our quest, we will share our honest as fuck opinions with you. So please make sure before you try anything we talk about that you know your own restrictions and do so at your own risk. Not blame us for any of your issues. We're just experimenting too.